Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back. Segment number two here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Scott Branson, your host, along with my co-host, Mo Moten. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully. We are happy to talk football with you this segment mo we're going to get into the schedule because we haven't had a chance to do it here on the show i watched your bleacher report live show and i kept trying to heckle you but you didn't see my stuff so or you just ignored me either one well you were in midtown mo format so i get yeah the way that just really quick the way that's that some of the depending on who the producer is sometimes they'll feed me comments yes on a on a on an ipad on a on a screen yeah, and sometimes I'll read the comments off of off of my phone. This time I had a really uh, helping producer who just fed me comments. I didn't have to read off my phone. That's the way. So, that's actually the way it should be. She ignored your oh she heckling. she ignored my heckling. she ignored. Your I just heckling. called you Midtown Mo. I just wanted to. I was trying to get the hashtag going, and she ignored me. <laughs> that's okay. All right. So Mo, you talked about the schedule. You went through this. So we're going to go through it now here uh, over the next couple segments here and talk a little bit about it as I pop the the uh, schedule up on the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, by the way, subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast. Also subscribe here on YouTube and hit the notifications bell. All right, Mo, we look at the schedule. First of all, let's talk about it over overreaching. You look at the the top of the schedule, the Raiders. Uh, start the season on the road two two weeks in a row at Denver at Buffalo. Then they host Pittsburgh at home before heading to Los Angeles for the Chargers. So you have three of your first four games on the road. Then you look at the end of the season. You and I talked about it last week that, hey, let's look at what's see with that end of the season. And most of all, 
They had two games that are going to be, or excuse me, one game that's going to be a cold weather game, which is the Chiefs on Christmas Day, Christmas morning, wake up after Santa's come and you get uh, a loss to the Chiefs. Oh, I just gave that away. Excuse me. Um, Oh, no. And then you're at Indy and then home against Denver. Of course, Indy in a dome, even though it's a cold weather city. So, Mo, you you look at the schedule. First of all, your overall reaching kind of thoughts on the entire schedule and how it kind of unfolded for the Raiders. You mentioned it. The Raiders start off being road warriors, three of the first four on the road. I think that's tough for any team that's revamping their roster. But what I will say is I think one thing I didn't mention during the Bleach Report last stream is I think the Raiders' defensive line toward the end of the season is going to see a lot of growth between Byron Young Mm. and defensive tackle and Tyree Wilson, assuming he fully recovers from his foot injury. I think that defensive line is going to be formidable. And I think Patrick Mahomes may get a little antsy in the pocket with those two guys coming after him, <laughs> along with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, if he's healthy. So I think that Chiefs game on Christmas Day for Raiders fans, if they're going to watch it, it, it might be closer than you expect. Now, what I will say at the beginning of the season, when they're on the road and they have all these new players in, in a big rookie class, they're going to be some losses early. And I think some Raider fans would be kind of discouraged because I'll tell you, Scott, and I was this surprised me when I did my Bleach Report live stream and I gave my prediction. And it's an it's a under five, it's a sub five hundred prediction. Mm-hmm. A lot of Raider fans either agree with me or were <laughs> lower on the Raiders. And yeah. usually when I give these season predictions, yeah, I get a lot of pushback. No, they're going eleven and six. No, they're going twelve <laughs> and five. No, they they're going to the playoffs at thirteen wins. Now we were high on the Raiders last year and we were proven wrong. Big this time, time I, I came lower, and Raiders fans are like, no, you need to go lower on this team. Don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo and his injury history. Don't believe in Josh McDaniels. Don't believe in the on some of their top picks. So there's a lot of pessimism there in is. Raider Nation right now, which kind of surprised me at, at this point in the offseason. It's interesting, Mo, because it is pessimism, but it's weird because the pessimism, and I understand it, and I don't blame Raider fans for it at all, actually, which is the coach. By the way, bah humbug on your Chiefs analogy or Chiefs uh, pick. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, you look at you look at the situation. They don't like the coach. I'm, I say they. I'm saying the majority of fans that we see and hear from. Okay, so yeah. I'm sure there are fans out there who, who are maybe more warming to the coach or or at least want to give him a chance. Most of them are negative about the coach. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't excite people. It's not that he's a bad quarterback. It's the injury history. You don't know if he. I mean, you predicted he'd make ten games. That's not good, right? Ten games out of out of eighteen weeks. 17 games is not good in the NFL. That means you're going to struggle. So I think that's it. If they had gotten a young quarterback, had gone out and got somebody, not that I was advocating for it, if they would have got Aaron Rodgers or they would have gotten a, a C.J. Stroud, or even if it was a rookie, they knew they would have struggled with him, but they'd be excited about it, right? So I think that pessimism is is well-placed, and it factored into some of my um, kind of prediction, predictions when I looked through the schedule. I surprised myself, actually, by giving them – I think a win or two more than I thought I would based on where I think some of the other teams they play on the schedule are. So it'll be interesting to go through that, but I want to start doing that now. Mo. So we're going to go game by game here and run through it um, with it. But of course we talked about the first two games. They start first three out of four on the road. They start at Denver. Now let tend dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. 
visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. I'm not saying the Broncos are suddenly going to be competing with the Chiefs for the division title. (laughs) But I think, to your point, new team, new quarterback, lots of new pieces on defense. And you're right. Just like the offensive line last year got a lot better towards the end of the year, I think the defensive line will. I don't think they go to Denver and win the opener. I disagree with you there. I think they actually beat Denver. And I know the Raiders have new parts, and I agree with you there, and I made that point too. But also, Russell Wilson has a new head coach. And while I think Sean Payton will improve Russell Wilson or get him back on track somewhat, that first game, I'm not expecting Russell Wilson to throw the ball over the field and be lights out in the first game. Now, also keep in mind, the Raiders have beaten the Broncos in six straight. So they've pretty much owned the Broncos over the past three years, and I believe they've won seven of the last eight against the Broncos. This could be a big Josh Jacobs game, assuming he's on the field, because the Broncos have had issues containing Josh Jacobs. I could see this being a a score in the mid-20s where it's a tough game, Mm -hmm. but Josh Jacobs pulls it out and has another 100-plus yard rushing performance. Wow. Okay, so we already differ on one pick. I have the Raiders losing the home, or excuse me, losing the season opener in Denver. Mo has them winning. Okay, week two, they go to Buffalo. They're going to blow Buffalo out. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't think they're going to go all the way now. For them, it helps that they play Buffalo in the warm weather, right? Because to go to Buffalo in December would have been a disaster for anybody. I'm not saying, I know Derek Carr's gone, and that stat is mostly hooked on to Derek Carr, but going across country having your second straight week on the road against that Buffalo Bills team, which actually has some question marks as good as they've been. I just don't see them going on the road in the AFC to Buffalo and beating the Bills in their home stadium. Yeah, this is pretty simple. Buffalo just has too much firepower. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the draft in the first round this year. They're going to use him as a pass catcher. If, alongside uh, Dawson Knox. So the two tight end mm-hmm. sets are going to hurt the Raiders because they still haven't addressed the linebacker position. They just they just don't have anyone to contain all of those weapons. The, the Bills are going to win that pretty much handily, in my opinion. I agree. Okay, then we get home finally in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium for Raider Nation to finally see their new team in 2023 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think the Raiders pick up a win here at home. The Raiders have not established a good home field advantage in Las Vegas. I think they're going to try to do that, and I think they're going to be successful at it early in the season, and it starts with a win against Pittsburgh. We disagree again. Wow. I I think the Raiders lose two straight simply because the Steelers can exploit some of the weaknesses the Raiders have. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, the Steelers already have Pat Fryman with a tight end. They drafted Darnell Washington. They can also go heavy two tight end sets and exploit the middle of that Raiders defense, which is the weak area of that unit. And on the other side of the ball, Cam Hayward is still a high caliber player. You got TJ Watt. They can exploit some of the weaknesses on the interior of the Raiders offensive line. I don't like the way the Raiders match up with the Pittsburgh Steelers at home or on the road. I know Raiders fans want revenge for what happened last year with that terrible game in the the weather. I don't think they're going to get that revenge in week three. Wow. See, I think the home field advantage and, and the home opener is going to help them with that, and they're going to squeak by. It's going to be a close one, but I think they squeak by. Okay, week four, they're back on the road, Mo. Back on the road. They're facing the Chargers in Los Angeles, and I think this one is also going to be a loss. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to, this early in the season, go on the road against a division rival and come away with a win. I also think the Chargers have gotten better, 
Now, the coaching may not have gotten better. So you have two coaches that you're not really sure about and how well they do in game call situations. But uh, I think the Chargers uh, beat the Raiders at this time in Los Angeles in front of a lot of Raider fans. After a home win, I had the Raiders losing three straight, and I think they lose to the Chargers as well. Uh, this matchup doesn't scare me. I, I think it could go either way. The Chargers and the Raiders usually battle in tight games. But uh, the Chargers have a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who I think did a pretty good job in Dallas. Even though Dallas fired him, they had some top 10 scoring offenses, and I think that's going to benefit Justin Herbert. Also, I assume that at this point in the season, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa will be healthy. And they got Tui, Tui Palatu out of USC. Yeah, out of USC. Who I wanted the Raiders to draft as their third edge rusher if one of those guys are out. So the Raiders are going to have may have some issues containing the the Chargers pass rush. And I think Justin Herbert is going to do just fine with Kellen Moore. It's going to give the Raiders some issues as Jimmy Garoppolo is learning to play with his offensive playmakers. Yes. All right. Then we get another home game back in Las Vegas against the new retooled Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay Packers. But you think they're going to win that one. The Packers, that is. You think the Raiders lose their fourth in a row there. I also no. have them. No? No. You I have the Raiders... I have the Raiders winning that game against the Packers. <laughs> they <laughs> ended three they were, games. You just said they were going to lose four in a row. No, I said three in a row. Oh, three in a row. Okay. I said they cool. lose three in a row after winning their. I was going to get you on that one because no. I, I don't. I don't. Th I think that Green Bay team is going to be pretty poor. So no, I think, it, it is. Yeah, I think the Packers coming to Las Vegas. I think the Raiders. You'll see if things are clicking. You see the Raiders' offense go off in this game. Yeah, I think the Raiders will probably have their best game of the season up until that point when they mm -hmm. beat the Packers, and I think it's a feel-good moment for them and a, and a, a much-needed win if they do lose three straight, as I said they would, because then you, you're on Mon you're in the Monday Night Football bright lights. You're playing mm -hmm. against the Packers. Jordan Love is trying to establish and prove himself, and I think the Raiders, I don't, I don't want to say they blow them out, but the Raiders shouldn't have too many issues winning this game just based on Jordan Love's inexperience, and the Packers' defense was mediocre last year, even with Aaron Rodgers. So as the Packers yeah. are trying to find ways to win with Jordan Love, I think the Raiders take this game, and it'll be 2-3 and three at this point. Okay, so Mo has got them at 2-3. and three. I have them at 1-4. Excuse me, I have them at 2-3 and three as well, just getting there via a different path, mm -hmm. right? We just have different yep, wins. The first part of the game. All right. So then the, this is two in a row, the first time in the entire season. And actually, if you look at it, uh, it's the only time during the season, excuse me, only the second time during the season, they're going to have two in a, games in a row at home. So the Raiders uh, not getting like the two or three games in a row like some teams do. But they're home week six against, guess who again? The hoodie comes in. Bill Belichick and New England comes in. And I have the Raiders. I have the apprentice beating the master. Yeah, if, if anyone knows Bill Belichick's defense inside and out, it's got to be Josh McDaniels. Now, of course, the Raiders <laughs> needed a uh, a, a uh, miracle, you know, a, a fumble pick, a fumble six. I forgot yes. what the famous name for it was. But basically, Chandler Jones stiff armed Mac Jones into the third layer of the Earth's core and scored a <laughs> touchdown on a walk-off. So uh, that was a pretty exciting ending to that game. Uh, the Patriots' offense just isn't explosive. They don't have any explosive playmakers that can stress their defense on the back end. Uh, I know they got Bill O'Brien in there, and I expect Mac Jones to play a lot better under Bill O'Brien. But I think I think the Raiders have the edge in this one, and they win another one against the Patriots at Allegiant Stadium, Stadium and go three and three at this point to tie up their record at five hundred. Yes, I have that the same way, obviously. And 
for them with this schedule early in the season with the road games and how they they stack up to be three and three Raider fans should feel pretty good about that uh, in week six. Now there's some other things coming up ahead of that. We'll get to it in a second here. Uh, but at three and three, you had to f- you have to feel good about that during a rebuild. Week seven at Chicago. Now a lot of people aren't going to give Chicago a lot of credit. I happen to be a guy who I th- I think I think Justin Fields comes into his own this year. And I think going on the road after two wins in a row, the Raiders are going to be in a position where they're going to have trouble in Chicago. And I think Chicago um, is going to beat the Raiders. I I think it'll be a closer game, but I think Chicago wins that one. Wow, we actually agree. This is is the game that fans gave me the most pushback on because fans are expecting Chicago to be garbage again because they have the— they had the number one overall pick before they traded to the Carolina Panthers. I'm with you. I think Justin Fields has a third-year leap. I'm one of the guys that felt like Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in his draft class. I feel like yeah. he should have went number two to the Jets over Zach Wilson. I think finally he takes that leap. You've got DJ Moore as, as an offensive playmaker. He has Robert Tanyan at tight end. They can go heavy two tight end. And also Justin Fields is a threat with his legs. And I'm interested to see... Without a without a solid linebacker, how are the Raiders going to defend Justin Fields when he takes off the run? I think that can give the Raiders' defense a lot of issues. Without any linebackers, I mean, I, it's going to be tough when they face those situations. So yeah, I, I got that. Three and four. Uh, so we have them at three and four. Both Mo and I have them at three and four. Then week eight, another tough one in the NFC North. Right? Is that the North? Yeah, it's the North. Yes. Um, the old NFC Central, as I knew it as a kid. Um, is Detroit. Now, this Detroit's going to be kind of everybody's little, cin- or not Cinderella team anymore, but everybody's kind of a hype tool. They're going to be a good team this year. They made a nice little jump last year, and I think Detroit will be a playoff team this year. I really do, and I think the Raiders are going to lose that game as well. So they're going to go on the road two weeks in a row and lose uh, to two NFC North teams. Scott loves stealing my thunder. Oh, you got I, that too? This is another game that fans push back on me on, and they're like, oh, Detroit's overhyped. Let me remind you, I had Detroit as a sleeper <laughs> team last year. You did. You talked had, a lot had, about it. I had Detroit as a sleeper team last year, and people laughed at me, and I said, uh-huh. Detroit's roster, the way it's built, it's built properly to compete and, and win a playoff game. They're strong in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. They got their quarterback, Jared Goff, who's not great, but as you saw, he led a top-five scoring offense last year. So he's familiar with that offense. They kept their offensive corner, and they added a bunch of defensive pieces. They, they drafted Jack Campbell, who I wanted the Raiders to draft, but Lions drafted him in the first round. They added Cameron Sutton at cornerback. Yeah. C.J. Garner-Johnson, who I wanted the Raiders to sign it at safety. They have a lot of parts. Uh, Brian Branch, they drafted out of Alabama, who I want the Raiders to look at. Their defense is going to be solid this year, and they're going to be yeah. improved. Now I'm with you. I think they win that NFC North division. And I think the Raiders drop consecutive games and they go to three and five. And I think that Lions offensive line has gotten stronger, right? They're, they're a good offensive line. I think Jared Goff's got a little bit left and he's got something to prove. All right. It's not Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford won his Super Bowl, got the elbow injury. He's done, I think. I really do believe he's done. But I think Stafford, if you give him protection, he's a little bit like Derek Carr that way, right? You give him the right situation, give him the protection he needs and some weapons, and he can beat anybody. And so I think that's why they'll they'll take that next step too. And one quick note, at this time, Jamison Williams, who was suspended for gambling, will be back. So I believe he has a six-game suspension. This is week yes. eight, Monday Night Football, big big game under bright lights. Yes. He'll be back. 
he'll be stressing the back end of that Raiders defense. So a lot and to look at for that Lions. Those, got, those fans in Motown are going to be going nuts on Monday Night Football. All right, before we go to the break, one more prediction, uh, and that is Week 9, the Raiders return home, licking their wounds after two straight losses <laughs> to face the New York Giants, and I have them beating the Giants. Wow, we, we're, we're in agreement there. This oh, is yeah. the, the Darren Waller revenge. Team. This is the Darren Waller revenge game, yes. and I think if Darren Waller is healthy, if he's even on the field, we'll see if he tries to play as hard <laughs> as to get that revenge. But even if he is active, I, I don't see the Giants beating the Raiders simply because I think the Giants are going to come back down to earth. They overachieved last year. Way overachieved. And they're coming into the offseason with injuries. They got two yeah. wide receivers in Sterling Shepard and Wandale Robinson, who they drafted in the second round last year, already mm -hmm. coming off ACL injuries. Right. Saquon Barkley has a history of injuries, even though he's relatively healthy last year. I don't think he could bank on being healthy again for 16 games this year. I think the Giants come back. As I said, the Raiders win this game. And Waller does not get his revenge against the Silver and Black. There you go. And I just, yeah, I think the Raiders, uh, even in a rebuild, will be a team that that should and will beat the Giants at home. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get through weeks two through 18 and give you our final prediction. Right now, Mo and I both have the Raiders at four and five. Again, we, we disagreed on a couple games. But at the end of the day, we have them both at four and five. So we're going to step aside when we come back. Mo and I will get through the rest of that here on Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere.